This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast, which is an in the spotlight episode with Sarah Jones from My Anxious Dog. Now, if you're listening as this podcast goes live in the middle of March 2022, you'll be just in time to join in Sarah's Dogs in Yellow Day, which is taking place on March the 20th. It's an awareness day, which is sharing her really important message that dogs in yellow, dogs who are wearing yellow accessories, are anxious and need to be given space. So Sarah went on a one-woman crusade to make sure that anxious dogs were given space and didn't have to have a stressful life after her own dog, Bella, was diagnosed with anxiety back in 2012. Sarah went out and she created her own keep-away anxious collars, leads and accessories in bright yellow to let other dog owners know that her dog needed space and the ripple effect reached far and wide. Now there are thousands of dogs in the UK and across the world who wear her products, meaning that the dogs and their owners can have a stress-free life. In this episode, Sarah's talking about launching her awareness day, which as I say is happening this week. She's talking about being in the media, going viral on social media and the power of community when it came to spreading the word about my anxious dog and also about how being in a community has helped her build confidence to put her brilliant business out there and her awesome products which do so much to help anxious dogs and their owners. I hope you really enjoy this episode with Sarah. She's got so much passion and so much drive and she's doing incredible work to help anxious dogs and their owners. I loved having this conversation with her and I hope you enjoy it too. Do go and join in her day. Do go and find out about her products. She's Her website is myanxiousdog.co.uk and you can find her on social media as well. So now on to the main part of the episode and my interview with Sarah. Hi Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hi. Oh, it's lovely to have you here. So can you start by telling telling people a little bit about who you are and what you do in your pet business? My name's Sarah Jones and I'm the founder of My Anxious Dog. Um, and I have been providing award-winning range of high-quality yellow space awareness products for our anxious dogs for probably about eight years now. Um, I originally worked in the electronics industry, so um, this is a big change. Fabulous. Okay, so eight years, that seems like such a long time. So I know I've known you, I think, for about probably three or definitely three coming up to four years, I think. Um, But can you tell me about how it all started out then and how you came to set up My Anxious Dog? Um, Well, it started because of my dog, Bella. Um, I got Bella in 2012, and Bella's a Cocker Spaniel. And we done lots of classes and training, and she was very good. She learned really quickly. But I didn't realise that she was an anxious dog. And um, if we were close to other dogs in the class, she would sort of tell them off. And I was told it was okay. She was teaching them manners. Um, And eventually we went on to do flyball and she got attacked by another dog and it ran at her and it hit her on the side. Um, And I think that was the final thing for her with 
right, I really don't like dogs now. But looking back on it now, she got, I think, bruised around her rib area. And then when people touched her or picked her up, things like that, it it hurt her. And she then developed this behaviour issue with people touching her and pain. And I think because she's quite a clever dog, intelligent dog, it, that bang, that was it. She was yes. just so she started then snapping at people or growling. So, yeah, that's how I had to get. I needed something to show people that Bella was, you know, somebody that needed or a dog that needed a space. So I was told about the yellow. So tell us about. <clears throat> I guess it'd be really interesting to hear actually how you how you realised and it's really great that you um because going back eight years ago there wasn't as much knowledge I think now um as there is when it comes to dog training around definitely around anxiety. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about how you went about finding out that Bella was actually anxious and that it wasn't that she was aggressive or any of the other words that might be used to describe her reaction? Yeah. Um yeah, so Bella was a reactive. Obviously, her personality, she was an anxious dog, but she became reactive quite quickly because I think she re- she found that this got more of what she wanted. It got If she reacted to something with a growl or a snap, people backed away or generally dogs would move away. Um, but I think, I think, looking back, I think a dog... I had a dog behaviourist come round. Well, I had several um, over the past, and it was it was them that really told me of Bella's personality, really how she was. I just thought she was just feisty, you know. I just a little bit too overconfident, telling all these other dogs to move away. You know, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Had two dogs beforehand, two male dogs, and had nothing like this. You know, they were completely opposite so they were the sort of dogs that I don't like now that come running (laughs) yeah we're friendly (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's interesting isn't it because I'm knowing now what I know if I'd known back then when I had Daisy what I know now I would have interpreted her behavior completely differently because she was a rescue and she was as you've just said quite feisty and actually I wish I know I wish I'd known back then what I know now about dogs yeah But at the time, I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I can never talk about it enough. I went to see a dog trainer and he was, um, you know, he was very traditional and old fashioned. And he told yeah. me that, you know, Daisy should know her place and she shouldn't be on the sofa and I shouldn't be making a fuss about all these things. And I just thought, I don't want to follow that. So I yeah. thought, well, it's just me and her and I'll try and give her a nice life. But actually, I wish I'd known now and had access to the kind of brilliant behaviourists and trainers that that are in our community now because yeah we could have done a much better job but it sounds like you did an incredible job of establishing what Bella needed and getting the right help and then tell me about the yellow the whole yellow thing and how you you realized that she was anxious and you wanted to tell you wanted to have a way of telling people um, that she was anxious so tell us about yeah well I needed something because she's a pretty dog as well so and being people reactive that was quite (laughs) that was quite important so yeah one of the uh, my behaviorists that I'd seen told me about the yellow dog project you know like tying a ribbon to your dog's collar or your lead when you've got pretty dog and you just tie a yellow ribbon back then 
it, it had no no impact at all. So I knew I needed something a little bit different. Um, and the type of walks that I used to do with Bella, I needed something quite substantial that when she was hurtling through bushes out in the field, it stayed on her, it didn't rip or something that was washable. Um, so I designed my decided to try and design my own products, um, which is what I've done. Um, I was used to doing things like that in my previous job. Um, and I needed places to go. So I designed a few little bits and pieces and got some samples sent to me. And uh, yeah, went from there. And then I got a lot of feedback about how good it was. So my anxious dog was formed. Wow. Okay. Do you know what? I'd love to see your first kind of prototypes or your first like creation. They won't, yeah, they weren't they quite so good. Way, haven't they? <laughs> it's great that you've got that background where you where you thought, oh my, I've got this problem, but actually I can do this, this and this, and we can start to make something to solve it. So yeah. tell us about what you actually created. I know I know your business inside out, upside down, but tell us about what you physically made at that first stage when you decided the to make first, The first thing we done was a lead. Um, and for Bella, I had keep away and do not touch. And we also done an anxious lead as well because some people don't like directness yeah they feel that they're being rude to people um it's obviously the color that's the thing that is to show people that the dogs need space but to help people learn about it was why the writing was put on there yeah um and I find I have come across a lot of people that don't like to be direct even though when their dog's growling and snapping and lunging it's saying the same wording like keep away go away stay away all the words that we use people uh, get a little bit embarrassed by having something quite to the point yeah on on their pieces but I I got over that quite quickly um and yeah so that's what I had done first with the leads and uh, the a harness as well and now I have two types of harnesses I've got the y-shaped harness as well and I do jumpers raincoats sweatshirts t-shirts but good quality products that, that I want to use myself so and accessories <laughs> exactly so tell us about um so you had this idea and you made your products for Bella because you wanted to give her a voice, I guess, didn't you? And, and yeah. to stop those awkward encounters for you. And then tell us about how you how it how it developed from there because obviously, you know, you you've now got a company that supplies to hundreds of thousands of dog owners. Tell us how it kind of grew and how you got the word out there. Well, I found it when I used it. When I first started using it, I felt a little bit embarrassed. It's a bit like someone, I suppose, telling you you've got a naughty, naughty child. You know, I found it a little bit. Um, but I found it gave me confidence to go out with Bella because she was now marked as, you know, needing space, an anxious dog, a reactive dog, whatever you want to call it. But um, it was so good for me. Um, I think someone told me about it being like um, 
a little superhero, you know, putting your little yellow cape on. It was a bit like a bit like that, being a dog's hero. But the problem was people didn't recognise it. So one of my things that I wanted to do was, um, which is quite a big passion, is to raise awareness and educate other owners about the dogs in yellow and what it means. Yeah. And changing people's attitudes as well towards our reactive dogs that do wear yellow. So I designed some poo bin stickers and wheelie bin stickers and little posters you could put up in the vets. And um, so I approached our parish council and they allowed me to stick them up on the poo bins. And some other parish councils have said, you know, give me some stickers and we'll get our wardens to put them up as well. Posters I put up in our local vets. And it helps so much it, just by putting a little bit of effort and raising awareness. Obviously, I'm always going on Facebook here in my walk, dog walking groups and local groups and things like that. I'm always promoting about yellow. But it really did make a difference. You know, you do have to put a little bit of time and effort in, but it worked. And every day, I mean, when we walk Bella, probably most of the time people will move out of way, give us a bit of space, put the dog on a lead. Um, and I find it amazing. Obviously, you get one or two now and again. You go somewhere different, different area that, you know, haven't heard about it or just they don't want to put their dog on a lead and, you know, they don't care and, and they're not respectful. But generally, it does work. Generally, it does work. And I love that. Yeah. I never take Bella out without any yellow, ever, ever. And I guess because you've been on this one-woman crusade for, for a good few years now, people must, you must be like, um, you must be quite well-known locally as, don't go near that woman with the yellow dog. <laughs> oh, God, here comes that woman. <laughs> no, but that's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's exactly what I want. Yeah. It's exactly what Bella wants, put it that way. It's exactly <laughs> that, Yeah. Um, and some people get embarrassed of that, but I don't get Bella's happy, and that's that's what it's all about. Oh my gosh, definitely. So tell us about how tell us about the ripple effect because you've obviously you've done. I love what you've done because you haven't just thought I'm going to moan about it on Facebook. You've you've not only have you gone and helped your own dog, you've created products that other people can use, but also going out and physically putting putting your message out there on bins and on notice boards I think it's really powerful like I know we spend so much time online and on social media um, and it's great you know social media is so good for getting awareness out isn't it and building communities which we'll talk about in a moment but physically showing people in front of their eyes that this means do not let your dog jump all over my dog is so Mm. brilliant and you can see it's work because nobody goes near you where you live do they no they don't so tell us about the ripple effect that happened from you doing what you did and, and what how that impacted on other dog owners, other people who've got anxious dogs. Um, well, I had a lot of people contact me after having products that have given me some really good feedback. Um, locally, um, I had a lady phone me probably two weeks ago from a local rescue that I'm tying up with. Yeah. And um, she has a dog with very similar issues, like Bella, 
that she needs confidence, com- you know, he needed confidence um, before he was happy with people being around him. Um, and he's very vocal, barking. But she bought, um, she's got a raincoat and a lead and a sweatshirt. And she went to a local um, popular um, dog walking place a few weekends ago. And she phoned me up afterwards. She said she couldn't believe the attitude, how brilliant it was, you know, with the yellow. Obviously, she's local to me. So I raise a lot of awareness as well in, you know, the big area. But I've had quite a few people phone up and say how good it is. It's amazing. Um, there's another, you know, I've got quite a few people around here that constantly use the use the yellow and you know love it. it gives them confidence as well. Because I noticed when Bella, before I found out about yellow, you sort of not go to many public places. I stopped a little bit of doing classes. I was doing agility and flyball with her when she was younger. I stopped doing that for a little while. I would walk silly times in the day, you know, try and not go out when it was busy or um, hiding. But, you know, you hear about all these people shouting and hollering. I found that I didn't have to do it quite so much, you know, because obviously if someone's coming towards me and I start shouting because there's a dog running towards me, that that's going to set Bella's awareness like oh my word my mum's shouting what's going to go on I'll join in as well so you still get that but you do find you don't you don't get it as much so it's really really nice to hear when people contact you and say how how good the yellow is yeah and also it must be being in this position now where you can walk around and people know to give you space that must mean that it's so walking and having a dog is so much so much more enjoyable for you as well which is what having a dog's all about isn't it yeah you find that you can enjoy it a little bit more you know you don't it's also getting the message over that they're not aggressive dogs as well so when they bark or even do a bit of lunging it's not because they're aggressive and they want to savage another dog they're just scared and yeah a lot of the stories that I hear about rescue dogs and breaks your heart no wonder they're barking or reacting or don't like people from what's happened to them yeah poor little souls in life I mean unfortunately Bella's not a rescue (laughs) I always say to people she's just female (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah there's some some terrible stories and just people don't gives these poor little dogs a second they just think they're aggressive and that's the way they communicate you know they communicate by growling or snapping or barking that that's a dog you know they can't you know let us know any other way so it's it's being able to get a bit more of sympathy yeah empathy as well of owning a reactive dog yeah I think when whenever I'm doing um whenever I'm talking to dog trainers um, in particular, and behaviourists, I guess, as well, um, about why it's important that they get some, because you know what it's like, don't you? We're going to talk about this in a, in a moment, but when you put yourself out there, whether it's on social media or getting press coverage, you are a bit like, oh, can I really do this? Is it really bad that yeah. I'm putting myself in the newspaper or on a website or something? 
But that's why it's really important, I feel, for people like you and for the behaviourists who work with these anxious and reactive dogs to be out there so people know that actually your dog barking all the time or, you know, snarling, however you want to, you know, whatever their behaviour is, could be because of this. And if you don't put your expertise out there, your messages out there, then these dog owners don't know because most dog owners don't don't know, do they? You were really, you know, Bella was lucky because you went and got help and you got the right help and this is where you are now but a lot of people might not might not know that they might not be able to particularly at the moment be able to afford it and that's mm. that's why it's really important um that people like you get your message out there and the and the behaviorists and the trainers who work with anxious and reactive dogs are out there as well which mm. I think is really great but I know sometimes I'll work with people and they're a bit like oh can I do this and and I'll be like but this is why you have to do it anyway just going back to that actually I wanted to talk, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the community that you've built. So you've obviously got your own personal story that's led you to where you are now, but you've also built a yellow army and a community of other anxious dog owners. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So um, I found, so I, I've got my own um, group called Anxious Dogs UK, um, which probably got, 8,000 or more people in it and it was just just initially it was just a little group just so that we could go in and share stories advice tips for things just have a little moan you know just have a little moan oh I went out today and so and so did this and or what whatever and it grew quite quickly um, and then it got to a point where it just you know got big and I couldn't cope with it on my own so I needed to get some help in so some lovely people stepped up to offer to help some trainers and behaviorists and yeah it's been growing and growing and off of that one we also have one called the yellow army which is more for people that which only started a week ago which is more for people that want to learn how to raise that use yellow because that's yeah. quite an important thing, because a lot of people with anxious and reactive dogs um, don't use yellow for whatever their reasons are. But for, for me, my theme is yellow. So we've got that going as well so that we can swap tips on how to raise awareness and what people with using yellow has done as well. So that's been quite interesting. Yeah, because you taught you know when when you were sharing earlier about going out there and putting posters up and working with your local councils and because I think I think people don't want most normal people don't want to think of a dog being upset or anxious and you know situations occurring because that dog that dog's anxiety isn't being respected or you know they're being put in a horrible situation most right thinking people don't want that to happen do they so no yeah and I know you've you talked about like the councils and um and you know your local community, but and I know you've also got a lot of connections in the dog training community, but with your yellow army people, the people who are going to be going out there and raising awareness, which is awesome and such a great, great thing to do. What kind of things will they be doing? What kind of what kind of vision do you have for that? Well, what I'm hoping really is if they if they can do the same as what I've done, which is quite easy. Um, it doesn't cost a lot. Obviously, stickers and things like that 
you know, cost a small amount of money, but the posters you can download and put in the vets. If we just sh- if we just share what each of us have done and do it, and you hopefully it will it will just spread, you know, the the awareness. So it's worked for me doing those things. Um, and off of that, you know, other people have got pieces in magazines about their stories with their anxious dog. I came across one. I started the Yellow Army up last week and a lady came on and she's got a dog called Monty and he'd been on Team Dogs and um, about how she got into the yellow with Monty um, and we were sort of discussing that maybe go back and see if we can talk about our dogs in yellow day and you know get some more awareness going with that all different ways and I think it's really good that they've got you there supporting them because you've been there and you've 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 you know how you know you know the steps to follow and how to make it work and and I think people need that, don't they? And just can I just ask you about Monty as well? I know it might sound a bit bonkers asking this, but is he black and white? And does he look a bit like my dog? Yes. Yeah, I know Monty from Instagram. Oh my god, Instagram. Yeah. Love him. yeah, yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he looks like Patches, like Uncle or something. But I love him. Yeah. I speak to his his mum quite a lot on Instagram, and she's just so yeah. lovely. So yeah, we love Monty, and he's a brilliant. I guess he's like an ambassador for you, isn't he? Because yeah, it's finding yeah. people like that. Yeah, yeah, finding people like that you can share, get together and share, and then you come a little bit more powerful. But you know, the army grows. You come yeah. a brigade, and which is yeah, because that 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 kind of buoys you up, doesn't it? So knowing that people can, you know, knowing that you're not alone in this, I guess, is really important, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's so funny about Monty. I knew you. I knew it was going to be Monty when you when you started talking. So <laughs> I know you do. You like you've you've talked about lots of different things that you've done to get the word out there about about the yellow um, about the yellow army and dogs in yellow. Um, tell us about what's worked for you in terms of spreading the message when it comes to kind of publicity, social media, and that kind of thing. What kind of I know you've talked about physically going out and putting the signs out there and the work that you do in your community. But when it comes to reaching people kind of far and wide, what kind of things have worked for you? Probably to start with is joining your group. Oh, because, you. <laughs> um, because it gave me a bit more. So to get having the ideas and putting them on poo bins stick you know on the poo bins and your wheelie bin and on dog walking groups is one thing but then going on and 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 trying to raise your platform so to speak and your profile I couldn't I didn't know quite where to go what to do um and I done I found how to do that with working with you yeah well, thank you for being lovely there because I think you've done a, I, I knew about you before we worked together and I knew about you pretty well um but thank you that's really <laughs> yeah. I, it's really lovely of you to say that but can you so I know it's so weird this conversation isn't it because I know everything you've been doing for the past year but can you tell us about some of the things that have really had an impact on on getting the word out there just the order I just found with having some sort of order as well um how to 
how to put, I'm not very good at writing. I've never, never, never been able to like do a, a pitch or anything like that at all. So it was just, it was, it was learning from you how to put it in order and how to go out there and, and raise, raise our profile and our message about dogs in yellow. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the biggest things that I remember last year was hearing about national days yeah. and thinking, oh my God, that's just so amazing. And I joined your group and then you gave me the confidence to actually try and do my own day, which never, ever, ever thought I would ever have anything like that and it was just everybody in the group came together they help and encourage and so to have my own dogs in yellow day I don't think I think that's you know the biggest biggest thing that we've managed to achieve to give people a good platform for raising awareness and celebrating our dogs in yellow yeah that's going to be a big big thing I know so excited about the dogs in yellow day I, um, I hope it goes well now it will go well think positive but again if I hadn't joined your group I wouldn't have met people like Alison who's yeah. doing the, the graphics for me or Ricky or you know my lovely website now you know from Rosie yeah it's just all that coming together gives you so much more confidence and a platform to go out and really wave yellow things around you know it's just it just makes you feel confident in yourself it really does you know because sometimes you can go out and try and do something and people can be quite cruel and you know can really try and put you down and make you feel that you know it's not worthy or no good um and then you know finding people that do have um, confidence with what you do and encourage you has just been amazing. I've only, I think, I've only got to where I am today from joining your group. Really, thank you. That's so. That was really lovely of you to say. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at taking compliments, but I really appreciate <laughs> it. And honestly, I like just. I've known you for. I know we've known each other for a while off social media and stuff. And I've always like when you joined, I just thought, oh my gosh, if there's one thing I really want to get out there, it's this because I think when we first were in touch, I just lost Daisy, and I realised actually, um, particularly as she got older, um, she was anxious, she was really feisty. But then as she got older and she had dementia, and we we think she had a brain tumour as well, she got really anxious. And I remember reading a Helen Mutterman post. Yeah. Social, from social pause about pets and anxiety and then I started digging I spoke to Helen interviewed Helen then I found out about you then I joined Helen's group and I was just like oh I'm on a mission to tell people about this so being being working with you is like a total joy because it feels like you know I, I'm, I haven't got you know I think actually maybe Patch could be a bit anxious sometimes he's very quiet he's really shy um, but I know that having had an anxious dog how important it is that that they have the space and stuff so it's something I'm really passionate about but so that's why I love working with you but I other the other thing I wanted I wanted you to share today as well is um one of the things that you did you remember when you did that so that dogs in yellow thing on Facebook and how well it was received that Facebook oh wow yeah I'm I'm gesturing at Sarah like on the video 
and it won't mean anything to anyone listening but just doing like a little square but that tell us about that Facebook post and what it was like and, and what what the impact of it was um well one of the modules that we were doing was about um things like that you know having having something to get your message out there um and it got me thinking about having a little post about what people always say yeah um so I spoke with um Alison and um yeah we came up with this idea and um I think it got 125,000 scenes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was hundreds of shares, hundreds. Yeah. I just, I just couldn't believe how many shares and how many people saw it, how many likes it got. So it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I think putting together something it's really hard isn't it figuring out all this stuff on our own I was talking to Karen who, from the luxury dog campus last week about this and that when we're on our own we try and do everything ourselves and actually that it, it's it's hard isn't it it's a lot yeah. to do, and we're trying to figure out what's right and what isn't and then it, you can feel crushed sometimes if things don't work out whereas actually being in a community and Reaching out to people like Alison, like Alison helps me a lot with my graphics as well, Alison from yeah. Henry, and just handing something over to them and the difference it can make, because we can all try and cobble something together on Canva, can't we? And, you know, <laughs> just totally miss the point, whereas she got it and she she did it beautifully and created this very simple but brilliant graphic that just had this huge, huge yeah. impact and reach so many people and I know that I don't want to talk about sales here because it feels a bit crude because it is this is about you know this is about the dogs but that you know the more people know about you the, it does impact on your sales doesn't it because I know you said earlier that not every anxious dog wears yellow and that's fine gotta respect people's views and but just knowing that actually they can put on this yellow and that's going to be like their little superhero outfit coat of armor or however you want to see it that's a really good good thing yeah isn't it? yeah yeah definitely and 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 sometimes I say to people you know even if you just go to somewhere busy if you're going to a pub or you know some people bring their dogs to dog shows when I'm at um, a dog show you know, just use a little bit of yellow if you don't need it every day because they're quite confident in their own area but get a bit anxious when they're taken out of their own area just you know you can just use something small but just so it's it's there so people can see you know just a yellow lead or a yellow lead slip or you know just a little something is yeah. better than nothing at all definitely okay so I wanted to ask you as well I know we've talked about social media you've got your community and the physical things that you do to get um to get the message out there but tell us about some of the media opportunities that you've had and and you know how they've been what and what, what it's been like to go from thinking oh, I don't think I can do this to being confident and doing interviews and and getting you know getting getting your name really out there well just writing it was the challenge in the first place but then obviously um I managed to be able to put a pitch together and yeah it's been amazing well the first one the first thing that I ever got back was my National Dogs in Yellow Day. So that was right up there with um, 
doing little dances around the office. <laughs> but um, I've been in Team Dogs um, on their website and that came out of nowhere. I didn't even know that that was being published. Um, a lovely lady done my story on that, which was amazing. Bella's been Star of the Week in uh, The Sun and um she's been in take a break magazine in letters um and for our awareness day as well we have um a couple of people interested in doing some pieces on that as well so brilliant okay and you've done some um you've you've done i know you're obviously doing this podcast um, but you've done some podcasts as well. Tell us about some of the podcast episodes that you've done. I know. I can't believe I've actually done a podcast. That's all I keep saying. I can't believe I've done. Um, yeah, so I've done a, um, a podcast with um, Canny Cross Conversations with lovely Louise and um, Michelle, um, which was really, really nice. And um, I've done one with um, Nikki French as well. Um, about the yellow so that one's coming out I think next month and obviously this lovely one yeah and I think the more you do the more you do things as well the more you um, the more practice and everything that you get the more you know it does help grow your confidence doesn't it yeah it's really weird because I used to be in sales so it's not like I haven't talked to people I used to go and visit manufacturing companies and talk about electronic components we used to do trade fairs and go and see suppliers all around the world but when I stepped into the this into the pet industry it was seemed really different I suppose because I've been in electronics for over 30 years it was quite quite natural to me yeah but yeah to do a podcast or see yourself in a zoom class the the thought of talking was, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the confidence for it at all. But the more you practice, definitely, I'm not, still not brilliant at it. But the more you practice, the better you get. So it's having that confidence to go. Well, I'll try. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like I've, I, I've been in journalism for so since 1999, so quite a long, like two decades. It makes me feel really old, but but that's that's how it is um and I think there's a couple of things that you talked about there that really struck a chord I think sometimes when we're when we've made something ourselves and it's our thing we do feel more vulnerable don't we putting it out there because when you work for a company you could turn up with you know the, whatever electronic thing you were selling that day and you'd be like do you want this and they go no and you'd be like oh okay then and go on your way or maybe you'd do a bit more than that but you know what I mean yeah. don't you Whereas when it's your baby, your thing that you've created and you're putting it out there and you really, you, you know, you are vulnerable, aren't you? And you can't help but take things personally. And there's all kinds of different things go on, isn't there? I think in our minds when it's something that we've created, I have this, it's different for me because it's not a physical product, but with programs and that kind of thing. And I think, oh God, can I tell, tell people about this? Because what if people think it's rubbish and what if people say things and it's, it's different, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, when in the electronics, you wouldn't go onto social media and you wouldn't try and raise awareness. It's all very different when it's pet industry is very social media as well. So 
when you go into groups, you can get good reactions, bad reactions, and it's learning to put some aside, not take it on board. Um, like any walks of life, you get good people or bad people, kind and bullies. You know, it's just yeah. being able to put your big brave pants on and get on. <laughs> and be bold. I know we had yeah. um, on the programme, um, just for people listening, we had a we had a really good um, class with Anna Webb, who's an awesome. Um, she is a dog trainer, dog um, dog dietitian. I've completely got that. I've explained that really badly. Dog nutritionist, and she's a podcast host, and she's on the radio. And she left us all with a message, didn't she, about being brave and being bold and putting our big girl pants on. And yeah, it was a it was a great session, wasn't it? But I think that is it's so true and. Especially when you think back to like your mission, which is to help the dogs. I guess that's when you have to dig deep and think, I'm doing this for Bella and I'm doing it for all the other anxious dogs in there and their mums yeah. and dads, don't you? Yeah, um, definitely. And just on the Zoom call thing, I didn't do any online. And I, I, you know, I just used to muddle through life as a freelancer and I was completely on my own for years and years. And then I joined a group program and I remember I remember when we used to have to do intros and I would physically shake when I used to have to say who I was and what I did. And Again, when you look back on what you did a year ago and where you are now, you, you do realise, you know, I think you can see, can't you, how, how much you've moved on and what seems scary at one point. Um, you know, yes. You keep doing it, you keep doing it and you work through it. Yeah. Um, so would you, have you got any kind of, you know, for, so if someone's listening and they've got like a new pet business, like they've just launched a product. Um, and they want to put themselves out there and they want to build confidence and stuff um, and they are feeling a little bit wobbly and a bit vulnerable what would your advice be to what you know do you have any tips for them I think I think joy when I joined your group and the community um, I think the best thing to even if you sort of lurk around in it for a little while you know they're not they're such nice people that, that that you do get the confidence maybe to put a quick little post up about something or join in a conversation um and just you know it just sit there for a little while and then when your confidence comes and you realize that it's a it's a nice group good people you know you can start speaking up for yourself and introducing yourself and and people come to you, you know, people come to you with ideas or collaborations and help and advice and vice versa. It's it, it's um, a great community to be in, definitely. Thank you. And although, you know, we've met in my community and, and actually we've met in other communities like Helen Mottram's, um, she's got a big pet professional network and we met in there. Um, many well, probably getting on for four years ago now um, but there are so many communities out there aren't there for pet, pet professionals and I think it's important that you don't you don't have to be on your own do you anymore no Helen was the first so when I first started Helen was the first person that encouraged me and tried to help me she was the first person that said yeah that, you know I I like it it's good you know let and I had no clue whatsoever what I was doing and she and she really tried to help me yeah um and then you know some personal issues in my life my dad got Alzheimer's and I had to put it to one side and 
my husband had his accident and so again I had to put it to one side but I decided to when all that was resolved a little bit more to join your group because I'd been lurking in it for a while and I thought that yeah that's exactly what I I need to do to get my platform find my platform and, and raise my profile so I feel that it's worthy for me to then go on into these other groups and be able to say hey this is what I do and this is my passion and do you like it yeah so I couldn't do it beforehand yeah yeah and you your you and your yellow dog products need to be out there like it's you know it's so important that you know that people do know about you and what you do um so I'm so pleased to hear that you know you you you're doing that and the day I know is going to be incredible I I just so can't wait to see how it how it develops as well because the first time you do a day nobody quite knows what it's going to be like do they but all I will say is don't put anything else in your diary for that day for anyone who's <laughs> thinking about doing an awareness day and be prepared to have like very sore hands by the end of it because you do a lot of typing um but then I like the second you know the first time you learn what it's going to be like and then it builds and builds and builds and I think it's just going to be um going to be in a brilliant day and brilliant for you sharing your passion and getting the message out there so um what's next I know you've launched loads of different ranges in the last year haven't you but have you got is there anything new coming up on the horizon for my anxious dog apart from your awesome day um there's a, a couple of little products that I'd like that I'm um sorry Bella's just come in and opened the door it's okay um yeah I've got a couple of little little products but I I'm I'm uh, I've got a few things on the go I've spoken to a couple of dog rescues, one of my local dog rescues, about my national day um, and sort of partnering, partnering up for the day. And they said they want to partner up with me full time. So I'm doing going down the road of trying to do a bit more with um, the dog rescues yeah. and charity. Um, and um, hopefully in the summer I'll be able to launch a an affiliate scheme as well for yep. dog trainers to get involved in the in the range so still lots and lots of awareness still yeah because that little square that um Alison done for me um I'm talking to somebody at the moment about getting it printed yeah I'll probably go into stickers with that as well and posters wow Alison will be made up That's <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Well, Sarah, it's been amazing chatting to you and I love, you. I don't think I need to say this again, but I love working with you and seeing all the stuff that you do. Um, I can't say it enough. Um, so tell us where can people find, I will, what I'll do is I'll put all the links to Sarah's website, to her um, group, to her social media handles and everything in the blog post that comes with this podcast. So if you're listening on an app, just swipe up. But Sarah, if you can just tell us your website address as well, if people are listening and want to go and grab it. Um, yep, my website is um, www.myanxiousdog.co.uk. I have um, a Facebook group as well called Anxious Dogs UK, or there's another group called Yellow Army. Brilliant. Okay. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's 
been just wonderful hearing from you and I hope that lots of people will get in touch with you and want to know more about the Yellow Army and the work that you do as well. Um, I know there'll be lots of, I hope, lots of trainers, behaviourists and other pet professionals who could um, really, you know, work really well with you. So it's just been brilliant chatting to you, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources on the ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.